Hey there, welcome back to our podcast. Uh, we're here today just um, enjoying the weekend and we're excited because our daughters are coming back from college for the weekend. Yes, it's always uh, at this stage of life, it's always just such a crazy thing to have them coming and going. And it's so exciting when they're coming and I have a little ritual that I clean my daughter's room and leave her favorite snack. Um, my daughter's farther away than Alicia's is. Yeah. My, and, yeah. I was going to say, I end up doing a lot of laundry yeah. and Trader Joe's runs. Because she, she just got the Trader Joe's list. So she'll be on that today. And, um, and, but there is something at this stage of life that's so awesome. My daughter will just be home this weekend, not my son, but when everybody's back, it is a feeling that you forget, um, when everyone's under the same roof, you just sleep differently. It's just, it's just a part of where we are at this stage of life. Yeah. So it's a fun weekend ahead for us both. Uh, so we just thought we would kind of match the voice to our names because I know that when I listen to podcasts where there's two people, sometimes I have trouble with that. So I, I'm Alicia, just so you know. And I'm Sherry, and um, I'm the one who you'll probably hear interrupting. That is my, that is my, if you talk to anyone in my family, particularly my kids or, or Alicia, <laughs> um, that is one thing that I'm going to be working on a lot on this podcast. But if you hear interruptions happening, it's usually me, Sherry. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, we're just excited to be here. We're still learning how this podcast thing yes. works and getting our groove. So we appreciate you all being here with us today. So today we're going to talk about communication as a whole and communication in relation to words. So, so often you have heard um, we know that there is so much pressure and so much of your work and all that you the time you're dedicating and the energy and the worry is all dedicated to the words right you have so much pressure to hold out for words to model words and it all just becomes waiting for those verbal words yes we hear this from every single parent because we know that this is your goal that yes. is our goal too and you know we know that you're waiting for the day possibly that your child says mama or is able to say the name of their favorite snack for my own son he was finally able to say cheese it that was like a really <laughs> big day in our house so i remember that really really well um but today we're gonna really ask you to shift your thinking quite a bit as to what communication really is because up until now you may have thought that communication is consists of only words because we do talk to a lot of families and we when we ask them well how does your child communicate with you they will say oh but they they don't really do that because they don't have any words yet and so today we are going to talk about what communication looks like um, so that you can start to identify all the ways that your toddler is communicating even if they're not yet using words so we are excited to share this information with you well and also if you have heard about more than words, very often you've heard pieces about gestures or pointing the big line. Yeah, the big ones that um, there's a lot of focus on. But we're going to talk about today really backing it up and really starting to take a look at all the ways your toddler may be already communicating with you, ways that you've never even considered before. 
Right, and this is a key a key piece of our approach because what we would like you to learn to do and what we coach our families to do is to read their child's communication. That's a huge piece of what we teach and we coach on. And what we're gonna talk about right now is a, a big part of that. So we want you to listen with your eyes. No, yes, listen with your eyes. Sometimes I say that and it doesn't sound right. Uh, we do, like we talked about on the podcast last week, we want to you to listen with your eyes, put your detective hat on and start to really notice if your child is communicating in the ways we're going to talk about right now. Yes. So we're just going to kind of go through some of the ways that we see little ones communicating. And we may not have the exhaustive list here, but we are going to want you to think about it so that you can this week start to look at what your child may be doing. So it starts off as simple as a child just maybe looking at an object, not doing any more than that. They're not yet looking at you when they're looking at the object. They're just looking at the object. That's one piece of communication where we can start. Another way that's really subtle is I see a child often stand next to what they want. They're not really sure, they don't have anything beyond that yet, but they kind of will stand really close to the object that they want. And so when you're really in tune and, and watching and noticing, you can start to understand, oh, they wanted that. Let me get that, Let me get that for them. And something um, to the next level beyond just looking at the object is what I alluded to is that gaze shift. So they look at the object, say the banana, then they look at you, then they look back at the banana. That is amazing communication and it's so often missed. We talk a lot with our families about leaning in. So if you're singing a song with your child and you stop singing, we often see children leaning in and that tells us that they really wanted more of that song. So leaning in is another clue that your child would like more of something. And just moving closer. So once you start to work with our strategies and start to um, gain your toddler's attention by songs or social games, wherever you start, your child may be wandering, um, they may be running around, or they may be sitting engrossed in something else. But if they move even a little bit closer, that's a step in communication. Uh, something else we've noticed by coaching families is sometimes children will use a body part that moves towards you or towards the object that they want, and it can be really subtle. We had a little guy at one point, we noticed that every time he moved his foot, he was indicating to his mom to throw the ball. And it took us a while to figure this out. And once we did, that was correct. And his mom threw the ball on that little step he took. Uh, she had a lot of success in really understanding what he wanted and when he wanted it. So it can be as subtle as a really small body part moving. Yeah, and he moved up from that once she started responding. And that's what we're gonna talk about. Once she started responding by recognizing that foot move, within a week, he was giving oh, her yeah. the eyes and then it moved from there. Smiling is a great way to know if your child wants something. Um, and they could be doing a combination of some of these too, right? Maybe they move closer to the item and they smile. So some of these you might see in combination with each other as well. 
And especially um, as we're talking right now, these are going to be things we're going to revisit because as you go to work on creating those interactions, these are key pieces you're going to be looking for. So take it all in. Um, so then one of the more common is pointing to get your attention, pointing to request. Um, what's underestimated is how valuable the reach is. Very often families are taught to be very attentive to the actual finger point. Finger point. <laughs> and the truth is the reach is a huge um, step in communication. Gestures are another way you might see your child communicating. So a very common one is that a child will lift their arms up and you know they want to be picked up by you. Um, maybe patting the seat next to them because they want you to sit down, waving, blowing a kiss, high fives, thumbs up, all those real fun ones. Uh, those are gestures and those are definitely solid pieces of communication. Yes. Um, and as before I go into the next one, Alicia and I wanted to be sure too that we address the fact that um, all of these pieces of communication, as you go to look for them, you're going to be looking for them coming within a natural context. So we're not, uh, you'll hear with our whole approach, we don't encourage prompting in any way. Um, so when you're starting to look at all these pieces with your little one, you want to consider um, what they do without any type of prompting. So uh, as gestures came up, I thought of that, yeah. Um, so then do they come and bring you something? Do they show you something? Do they give you something they need help with? Sometimes children uh, will lead you towards something. So they may come and get you and take you to the kitchen because they're hungry or they would like a snack. Uh, that's really a common one. Then we have the vocalizations, just the sounds. Even this um, can be skipped over, waiting for words and not recognize how valuable it is as our little ones learn to use their voices purposefully. And then we also see them combining that reach with a vocalization. And that really lets us know that they are on their way to more purposeful communication and they're starting to use different ways of communicating and that they're figuring out this whole communication process and how it works. Uh, so we know that you probably are having to shift your thinking quite a bit about what communication is if you were thinking that it was a word or a sign or a gesture only. We know families often come in thinking that that's what they're looking for, but really it's so much more beyond that. And when we're able to identify that and notice it and respond to it, that's when we get to see more and more of it. Yeah, and it's really so, so often, the majority of the time that it is starting with the eyes, that our little ones do not yet have the whole concept of how the communication process works, but they are using their eyes and you can start to respond to that and pay attention to it. And so it's exciting when parents realize, well, they were communicating in ways I didn't expect. And so what we really want you to do, and this may be kind of challenging is that when your child leans in or they move closer or they smile, we want you to think of that as if your child just said the word, like this amazing word that you're waiting for. We want you to see it as equally communicative, equally wonderful, equally um, your time to reward or to respond to that. And we know that takes time for our families to think about it that way because their ultimate goal is always 
the word often, but we really encourage you to think about, wow, my child looked at that. This is so wonderful. I know what he wants. Um, and we have had moms that have worked with us that once they realize and they start to read their child and understand how their child really is already communicating, they feel so much better. There's just this huge sense of relief, like, oh, yeah. okay, I know what my child wants. I can tell what he wants and it makes their life a lot easier moving forward. Yeah, so we're gonna give you um, just a little example here. If you think about, pretend that your child came into the kitchen and they saw goldfish crackers sitting on the counter, right? We use goldfish crackers a lot. Um, and so they reached for those goldfish crackers. They looked at the goldfish and they reached. They didn't do anything more than that. They didn't look to you. They didn't say anything. And you got the goldfish, saw they were doing that. You were holding the goldfish and you said, oh, do you want goldfish? Say goldfish, goldfish. All the sounds point to your mouth, all the things you've been taught to do right? So how much time passed between the time your child communicated with that reach and that look at that goldfish till you gave them that goldfish? And did you ever give them that goldfish or were you waiting for something unexpected or something that you expected? So what we want to always look at is how quickly we respond to their child because what happened was if that child had said goldfish, just the word, and given you no other communication, you would have immediately grabbed that goldfish and given it to them, right? And your child, that's how the process works. Your child understands, I did something and I got something. This is how the communication process works and I wanna do it again. Which is, whereas if your child reached and looked at the goldfish and you requested all of those things of them in between because you were waiting for the word, then they never miss, they you miss the opportunity for them to learn that oh it was something I did that led to me getting the goldfish. This is how the communication works. You want to say more about that? Uh, well, I was just gonna say that it goes back to what we just mentioned, like seeing the value of that look and the reach as if it was a word. Mm -hmm. And it's a definitely a big shift. I we often we see know. families who um, have learned to or have been taught to what we call hold out. And that means like asking their child to say the word or trying to get them to do like, um, you know, you know, and pointing to their mouth and all of that. And what often happens is the child starts to get frustrated and cry or get upset. And then that's when they get the goldfish. So what they're learning is, is that when they cry, that's when they get the goldfish. And we just don't want to lead down that road to frustration. And we know absolutely this is not intentional on any right. mother's fault or any, right. any mother, like you're not doing any of this purposefully. You're being told you're trying to do what has been taught to you. Um, so that's why we know this information is different from what you've heard before yeah. and that it's going to take some practice and some real shifting in your thinking about valuing that reach and that look over a word. Yes, that's so true. And when you start to value that, when you start to pay attention, as we know you will this week, pay attention to all the small ways and you start to respond to that, then it just makes sense when you think about it, right? Then your child is going to connect with something they did 
got that great response. They got their needs met or some kind of social value. And so they're going to want to do it again and again. And that's how communication builds versus communication uh, strategies that lead to shutdown. So that's why it's exciting when you start to look at this and see all your child's already doing, because we know they're already doing something. Another key piece to this is that we encourage you to respond as soon as possible. Like as soon as you figure out, oh, they're looking at it. They must want that. As soon as you figure that out, you're going to respond. And so that's something that we encourage you to try out this week um, is also not only identifying what your child is doing in regards to communication, um, but responding as quickly as you can because they're starting to learn that process. Wow, when I when I did this, I got that. And once they start to make the connect the dots and understand that, you're going to see more purposeful communication in a way that's more easily identifiable to you and to others in the family. So uh, we encourage you to respond as quickly as possible. And we have lots of other strategies and tips about that um, in the future. We don't want to give too much information on each podcast because we'd like you to take some small pieces away every week that you can really work on. Uh, but we just do encourage you to respond as quickly as you can. Yes. And we will go over our steps that we actually talk about doing. But for now, keep in mind that you don't want any time to pass. So don't ask if they look at the goldfish or they do some communication of the goldfish. Try to bite your tongue and don't ask, do you want the goldfish? Think about it as if they said the word they already told you they did. So you're just going to give it to them. Yeah. And we know it'll take some practice. It takes a lot of practice. And give yourself a lot of grace. Yes. Uh, even if you notice afterwards that you did that, that's a step yes. in the right direction. Like, you know, we have a lot of families will say, oh, oops, I asked them if they wanted it. I forgot. But that is the first step towards moving uh, in the right direction and responding right away. So we always say to our families, just give yourself grace. It's a learning process. It's a lot of unlearning. It's a lot first. of unlearning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's, so it's a definite shift. Yeah. But it will be so worth it. And um, so, yes, give yourself grace, practice. And the exciting news is that when you take the pressure off the words, which we know where you want to get there, and that's this is the way to get there. When you take the pressure off those words, you can connect with your child because you can see how much they're already communicating with you um, in the tiniest way. That's how your response there adds up to all the big, important pieces later. Thank you so much for joining us again. We appreciate you being here. Uh, please like and subscribe if you haven't already, and we will see you next time.